You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We have, in a very quick succession, our last preseason game and then the entirety of the cut down. And so cut down, trades, and then com- all of a sudden we're starting to prepare for Carolina. On, on we're Monday. a roster. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. We have NFL football, I think, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, a week from right? tomorrow on Thursday. It's, that's crazy. Wow. That's totally nuts, man. So, yeah, we're, we're getting Came close. Came up fast on us. But coming up on today's show, we are going to preview the Cowboys' final preseason game uh, instead of doing a full preview of the Houston Texans and some of the matchups. We're just going to go ahead and talk about some players that we are interested in seeing. Usually this fourth preseason game is sloppy, to say the least. You're not going to see any starters. You're not going to see guys that even could contribute. Uh, I know like Randy Gregory's not going to play. I don't expect to see anybody on the first-team offense. Uh, I wouldn't expect Jalen Smith or any of those type of players. Instead, you're going to see a lot of backups and a lot of guys who are on the fringe part of the roster trying to find a spot. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with quarterback Mike White, who we expect to play at least a half, if not more. I wouldn't even be surprised if they give him the entire second, third, fourth quarter, maybe the entire game. What are you want, expecting to see out of Mike White, and what do you want to see from him? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just an, another step uh, towards more of the same. You know, I think he's – we talked – he started really slow, you know, very slow. And I think he basically didn't show us anything that positive for the first few weeks out here. I think it was spinning for him pretty fast. You know, I think, he, you know, he was – his issues seemed to be, you know, processing information-based. I mean, he was standing in the pocket too long, staring at people, not getting rid of the ball, taking sacks. And, you know, it was – and it wasn't just, you know, in – you know, people are quick to kind of try to blame the offensive line because of what they've seen is in the game. But I'm talking about even in, practice. in the college. That's what you know, he there was, was. Though he just held on to the ball forever. Yeah, I mean, I I saw a seven on seven rep where there's literally no lineman involved, and he decided to <laughs> tuck it and run. I've I've never I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. So uh, that you know, it's, I mean, why are you why are you doing a QB sneak in a, I, a seven on seven? So, anyways, you know, and so he—it was probably he had problems early on, just kind of, you know, if again his head just spinning a little bit, and then I think you know, we started to hear good reports about his practice last week before this last game, uh, and that he was, you know, looking a little bit better and doing some good things once they had made their way back to Dallas, and uh, you know, and I think in this game you saw some good stuff from him. He had ten straight completions, um, is I think his first ten completions, um. You know, and then he kind of seemed to uh, a little bit fall back into his his uh, his issue. His, it, you know, I think, and, and again, it's not even just the uh, the you know processor clock going off in his head. It's not knowing his own protections. I mean, you know, you see him you know, drop, get to the top of his drop, uh, and then instead of stepping up into a perfectly clean pocket. You know, stand there, then try to r- slowly roll out, and just have no level of awareness of 
backside defenders coming down to 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 uh, to tackle him. So we just, I you know, I need him to operate inside. You know, he's a he's a quarterback. You know, he's got all the the skill set you want. I mean, he can throw it like he's got a big arm. He's got, I mean, good. I mean, a plus arm. You know, not like a, a Mahomes arm, but I mean, he's got a Would plus you say arm. He has the best he arm can, on the team. I agree. Probably. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, just like, yeah. I mean, just pure throwing the ball. Uh, I, you know, I think I think he can do all of that. But the problem is, is that if you can't operate inside of your own offense, like, what what are we doing, man? You got to know your protections. You got to know where your checkdowns are. You got to know your progressions. Like, you got to know all that stuff. That's that's line one with quarterbacks. You know, you can have all the physical skills you want if 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 you're not mentally prepared for what you're going to see in the for in the NFL your your physical skill sets are worthless until your head is is at a spot where you're able to process and and operate within the offense uh uh to 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 make the plays happen i mean not everyone is Brett Favre guys <laughs> so you know like and and even Brett Favre wasn't like that initially so yeah i think you just need to uh uh i think you just need to Give us. We need to see some things from him in this game to see if he's kind of taken that next step. If he's learned a little bit more about kind of what what you know what his job is in the offense. Which when you talk about the quarterback, I know it sounds crazy. Obviously, his job is to throw the ball, but it's also to do things like find the you know find your protection, right? Avail yourself of the said protection, and then get through the progressions to find the open receiver. Absolutely, I'm um, I'm excited to see White because I think he does have a high ceiling in the NFL. I think he can be a starter if everything works out for him. I think he's going to need some time to develop. Um, he obviously he's got to speed up his metal clock, but this is a these are fixable Absolutely. things. I, that, that's, I totally agree. I, I just bashed him for a little while, but the the reason I do is because I agree with you that he has that that sort of physical skill set, and and the things that, that he needs to fix are are things that are fixable, and that he seems to actually be on the track to fix. Mm-hmm. Do you agree yeah, with me absolutely. there? The the comp that I've always had for him is. He reminds me a lot of like a Joe Flacco type of quarterback early in his career where he can put the ball wherever he wants when he has protection, but it's just when he gets, you know, there's there's traffic around him or the protection breaks down, it seems like that's when things start to fall apart. Um, if, if you can speed everything up just a tick, I do think he can be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a running back in Darius Jackson, who I've been really impressed with so far this preseason. Um, has he has uh, 25 total touches so far, over 140 total yards. He's been a pretty explosive playmaker in both the uh, run game and in the pass game. I kind of thought Bo Scarborough was going to be the guy that was going to be the third running back on this team, but I'm now starting to believe that Darius Jackson is the better player and maybe actually has a chance to crack this roster. Uh, what are you looking forward to see from Jackson, uh, seeing from Jackson on uh, Thursday night? I'm never going to stop finding it ironic that, I mean, that I'm now turning around to defending <laughs> Darius Jackson as a running back because, I mean, obviously I, I've I spent a lot of time poo-pooing people that were so, so upset about the Darius Jackson getting cut in the season. Darius. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Of, of his cut. Well, I mean, again, that whole situation happened in season, and, and if you don't understand that in season roster priorities are different than – off-season roster priorities then i mean welcome to watching nfl football <laughs> i guess i don't know um back to him though i 
you know, I uh, I've always liked him. I think as a running back more than than Bo Scarborough, which that hurts um, me because I really love Scarborough. I think he's a good player, but I I mean I I get that. I, I just think that. Um, as far as where they fit in this offense, maybe that's Absolutely. more what I mean. You, I yes. like Darius Jackson's fit for yes. this offense more than Bo Scarborough. Uh, even when he got picked, I, I think he's you know a good running back. I just don't know that I you know he was necessarily the best fit here. You know they started running a lot more power stuff now here, and I think that fits his skill set a little bit better. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I'm still at the point where if 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 you're asking me who I would rather have in a game to play running back, I, I think I would rather have Darius Jackson. Um, and so, you know, and, and this is such a complicated equation now because it's not even just Darius Jackson versus Bo Scarborough uh, for that roster spot. It's Darius Jackson versus Bo Scarborough versus is having a running, third running back on the roster worth it versus, you know, just picking right. uh, making do in game with Olawale and Tavon, and then just picking a guy up off the street after the game's over. So, uh, and I think that there's there's merit to all of that, you know. And I think it's all very different because Bo Scarborough can give you very different special teams elements than Darius Jackson can. Um, but you know, like we said, Darius Jackson might be a better ball carrier and receiver. You know, it's just a very difficult equation. And I think Darius Jackson uh, at this point is the guy who could kill all this speculation uh, with a really good game on Thursday. Really quickly, if the Cowboys do decide to carry a third running back on the roster, will they take up one of their practice squad spots with the other one? So let's say they decide to keep Jackson and Scarborough makes it through waivers. Do you still stash Scarborough or do you try to save that spot for somebody else? Uh, I mean, they're both practice squad eligible, right? right? I, I, I think... I think I think you take if you can sneak either one of those. If either one of those two guys ends up on your practice squad, you feel great. That's the way I feel, and I almost feel this almost yeah. sounds bad. But if if I get one of those guys on my practice squad, I'm probably okay releasing the other one and opening up a spot, uh, you know, for another tight end or another cornerback or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I personally, in my 53 man roster, like it, in in a perfect world. I think Darius Jackson is on your practice squad, and you don't have a third running back on this team. And yeah, you use it on for an extra wide receiver. All right, let's do one more uh, offensive player. Let's talk about Kadeem Edwards. Uh, I actually thought he played pretty well the other night uh, against the Cardinals. Um, he, I think he's going to be one of the Cowboys' swing uh, linemen, especially with Frederick, you know, potentially being out for a while. Looney starts at center. Wouldn't be that surprised if Edwards is, uh, you know, the swing guy on game day. I expect him to play quite a bit in this game just because they don't have a ton of guys behind him and they want he to get him some snaps. Uh, what did you see from Edwards in the preseason and in training camp? Well, I've 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 been a fan of Edwards for a little bit, like since last year. Uh, he was playing tackle last year, and they decided to move him inside. And I'm, and I'm and I'm glad they did. I think that he's. I still think he can play some tackle for you in a pinch if you need. Um, uh, I would probably like him a little bit better on the right side than the left. Um, but I think that, you know, where he is, 
excellent is uh, you know for being an inside player he's got extremely long arms and and it really kind of helps him get to second level blocks a lot easier because he can reach those guys without having to uh, you know he can get his hands on guys without having to bend over right <laughs> you right. know and, and that's valuable uh so he doesn't lose balance you know and, and so um i think that He's one of these guys that it seems to me that as he's gotten more and more snaps, you've seen the improvement uh, growing, and his 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 uh, his uh, arrow is pointed up. and 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 I kind of actually just had this discussion with uh, with uh, John Owning on on the Best Coast Boys pod was that you know when you look around the league, like there just there isn't offensive linemen available. Like there's there's zero offensive line depth. Right, not every there. team even and has anyone, five starting caliber offensive linemen. Most teams don't. Yes, and the teams that do have extra offensive linemen, like uh, maybe a sixth guy they like, or maybe they just have three tackles and zero interior players. Right, like yeah, which happens. They still aren't getting rid of their guys. Right. Like you know, the, like Titus Nitschke or whatever that guy's name is from from Washington. He's not getting cut. They're not cutting Vitae from nope. Philadelphia, and and that might be the end of the list as far as you know, third tackles that anybody would want. So I, I think that this idea that they're going to be able to go out in the street and uh, get a guy, or that they're going to be able to trade for a, a guy to be a backup, like you're gonna you're gonna overspend. Versus your return Easily. on that every Easily. single time, every single time. So there's no point in doing it. I would rather try to develop a Kadeem Edward, uh, and then you know, because I think, like I said, every single time I've seen him take snaps, he seems to be getting better. He seems to be learning a little bit more. Uh, and if you can get a guy like that developed, you know, as far as Frederick goes, you, you go, you know, Looney's your starter. Maybe you sign a, a you know a, a young cheap center only guy. Uh, to kind of get you by, depending on what the the level of issue is with Fred. Right. Because so, I think I think you you like I personally like both Fleming and Edwards, and I think that that is a good set of backup guys. It, uh, and, and obviously, I love Looney. So if you know if you can if you can survive Frederick long enough to get by with those group, I think that's a solid. I would agree. Group. I would agree. Players. Um, I really like Edwards as that last offensive lineman on your roster, just because he can do so much. Um, and then obviously Looney, um, I, I think he can give you average play at center, and that's more that you can ask for for your your backup center. Um, let's pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they are the best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar just use promo code locked on to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball and talk about Charles Tapper. Uh, the Cowboys are pretty set with their top three or four defensive ends between Lawrence, Gregory, Dorrance Armstrong. And then if you throw Tyrone Crawford in there, that's four. 
After that, it gets a little weird. Uh, they like Charles Tapper, a fourth-round pick from a few years ago. Just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Great athlete. Uh, I would, was hoping to see a little bit more development in his pass rushing moves. You can still see him now. Has a great get-off, but once he gets off the line, there's really not much else there. Coney Ely, they brought in from the Jets. He can kick inside and play a little bit of three technique if you need him. Uh what are you hoping to see from one of these two guys on Thursday night? Well, I, I'm hoping to see enough of uh, of Charles Tapper so that I, I can potentially trade him for something. I, yeah, I agree. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think that, and I agree, like, I, I, as far as, look, I mean, Armstrong has been fantastic. Gregory has come back in a way that I had hoped he would. Um but as far as if you want to talk about, you know, Taco came back, you know, improved in ways that I didn't think he could. Right. I even forgot. But if you about, want to talk about a, Taco, my bad. <laughs> uh, uh, well, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you you know where Taco is. I mean, we uh, Taco like that's the thing is that Taco has been that third defensive end in your head for a while, and that basically what is what he is. Even though the second defensive end got moved out to defensive tackle, so. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that I, I think that what's what's made Tapper more difficult is because you know because all these other guys have made these moves and Armstrong has made a move and and all this and and it feels like Tapper is the guy that um, it was we're not we didn't get what we wanted out of out of him you know in the development phrase or we haven't seen the development that we wanted out of him i i, I think that he flashed a lot early uh, but then he's just really plateaued and and i think again i think you kind of nailed it it's 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 it seems to be technique based it seems to be that he you know he loses his plan or he just doesn't you know he gets to the top of the arc and just kind of just stops you right. know like he still has that get off and and all that, but it's just like he's not he's he's not it's not that he's losing interest, it's that he, he doesn't know what to do. You know, like he doesn't know what to do after after a certain point. So um I still think he has incredible potential. I mean I think, you know, he's still and I think he is getting better. I just think that the rate of which it is happening is still kind of slow and and I think the problem is is that he's got no time left, you know, like it's like the, the the injuries the two previous years basically sucked away all his time for, you know, getting all these practice reps to develop uh, and and to be at a, at a place that he should – he should be further along than where he is uh, and, and able to – he should be further along than where he is as a third year. I, I, I would agree. I role. was just disappointed you know, with I, his I, development because there's he's so athletic, but it just doesn't seem like – he has any idea what he's doing out there. I, I, yeah, and I guess what I'm trying to say, and I'm really doing a poor job, is that I don't think it's that he won't get there. I don't think it's not that it's not that. Oh, this is just it's like a he's not a guy that can be developed. I think he's been so derailed by two years worth of injuries that he's not where he needs to be in the third right, year of your right. rookie contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I think somebody's probably going to get a guy who, if they have a little bit more patience for maybe one more year, really work with them, they're going to get a guy who can come in and help them. Um, but I, I, I just I don't think he's running out of ways for the Cowboys to continue to 
help him along. They they just don't. They just, I don't know that they have enough roster spots to continue to. It'll hold be him. interesting to see if somebody wants to flip a player or a conditional pick for him because. I mean, he does have talent. We saw it in the regular season, so it's not like this is just a guy that has been dominating in training camp or, uh, you know, just has combine numbers. We've actually seen him be productive on on an NFL field. So we'll be interested to see how that situation plays out. I want to finish up with two defensive backs. Uh, On our previous show, we talked about uh, how the Cowboys are going to be looking for a fifth cornerback after Chidobi Wuzier, Byron Jones, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown. That competition kind of comes down to Chavarius Ward and Marquez White. Uh, I like Ward better than White. I'm curious to see what your stance is on the two uh, and which one of those guys you would rather have on the roster. Well, we talked about a little bit uh, you know, the other day, and I, I think you know Ward is... I, I mean, I'm really kind of 50-50 split because I do like a lot of what Ward has done in this training camp. You know, I mean, he's come in uh, as that guy who, uh, you know, the, the undrafted free agent that, uh, that just kind of made some plays early on. And then, you know, you know it was he did some things here and there that, that you know, that kind of make you, oh, raise an eyebrow. Who's, who's, who's that guy? Um, and then I think, you know, he's also – but he's also – you know, he's also had some negatives. You know, he's also had some some uh, some bad plays where he's let play people go. I, I think that Marquez White has had actually a, a kind of similar training camp, just at just a lower key. Right. Uh, and so I think that you know it's really a tough cut at this point because, or a tough choice because I think you see a little bit of of each with uh, with. With with both of them, I I think that Ward is probably a little bit better athlete, um, but I, I think that Marquez White might be a better fit for what this defense is trying to do. Um, so I think it's a tough cut. I, I think that they're both good uh, young players who uh, need some development. Um, I don't know if White's off field situation plays into this. I don't know if the fact that White is a previous draft pick plays into this. Um, but I think that, you know, I like both of these guys and, and really whoever they end up taking, I'm probably not going to be mad about it. Um, because I think that, you know, I don't see enough, I, there's not enough daylight between the two of them for me to have like such a strong opinion about them taking one of the, uh, one of the other. It is realistic to expect that whoever gets cut is probably going to end up on the practice squad. Because uh, that's kind of the way I've been feeling with this is probably neither Ward or White have shown enough probably to be claimed. So I kind of have a feeling they'll pick one that they want to play right away, and the other one will be stashed in the practice squad. I don't know, man. I don't really have a good feel for what I maybe because I just feel I I would say normally no, but I I mean I think that if you look around like the last two or three seasons, two or three drafts of defensive backs, it's been like a they've been really right. deep classes. So maybe and I, and I'm not completely in touch with what the entire cornerback death is across the league, but I mean this I mean I think definitely with someone like White, you know he's already going to be limited by. You know his physical skill set. I mean, he's kind of specific to, you know, the kind of 
Seahawks cover three, cover one defense t- that we play. And, and you know, a few other teams field play. Instant this season. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's there is that as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly possible. Um, but again, I'm saying this with very little, uh, you know, knowledge of of what the the, the depth is a- across the league. It's cornerback. I feel much more confident in my knowledge about the depth of the offensive line than I do about cornerbacks, but especially since there's just been such a shot in the arm this last two seasons right. of, of defensive back time. All right, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCAB. You can follow the show at, at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys after the game talking about all the developments and any big news that comes out. And we'll start to predict who may be cut, and we will see you guys back here on Friday. (laughs) 